if only for a few lovely moments, significantly less than the... This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE and take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. Once again, 855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com where you can control the content of the site. If you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then others can vote up or down, vote in the way that uh, you have a preference. Uh, and the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So it's a great way to find out what kind of the pulse of the Free Talk Live listening community is, what it is that they think is interesting. And uh, it gets stuff in front of us to consider for using on the air. So once again, go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there. Like a good talk show website should be, it's completely free to you, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites. Here with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE. Once again, the toll-free number. Last night, we mentioned going uh, to talk, getting to talk about the Trayvon Martin situation, and we didn't get around to it. So uh, tonight, we can do that. And of course, you can bring up anything. But we haven't really talked about this yet, at least uh, not while I've been on the show this past week. We've talked about it on the uh, Sunday you show. You did cover it on Sunday. Yeah, where you don't... Uh... You're not on on Sundays. No, I'm not. So uh, did you cover it in in depth? Uh, Well, you know, covered it as in depth as we could. All right. So what happened this week was uh, that uh, Barack Obama came out and spoke out against or, you know, in regards to this. Our dear leader. Uh, According to Reuters, he uh, weighed in to the controversial killing of a black teenager in Florida in very personal terms on Friday, comparing the boy to a son he doesn't have and calling for American soul-searching over how the incident occurred. 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, dressed in a hoodie sweatshirt, was shot dead a month ago in Sanford, Florida, by a 28-year-old white Hispanic neighborhood watch... Wait a minute. A white Hispanic? A, what does that mean? He's half Peruvian. His mother's Peruvian and his dad... Well, his last name's Zimmerman, so you go you go figure. Gotcha. Uh, he's, another. He's, he's mutt white on one side and uh, Peruvian on the other. I neighborhood guess. watch volunteer said he was acting in self-defense. Uh, from what I understand, he was carrying a bag of Skittles with him. At he the had time. an iced tea, too. And an iced tea. And uh, a hoodie. Right. Hoodies uh, obviously mean someone is up to no good, which is what I heard on the – I was listening to the radio news earlier today. I forget which brand it was, but they had a clip from this guy's – call that he made to the police the the killer uh made a call to the police department to saying that he thought this kid was up to no good and i guess that's just because of the way he looked to him there wasn't any evidence of him having committed any crimes just a teenager walking down the street you know for for all the it's the media paints whatever story the media paints, right? But uh, you know, there's the there, there's the calls to the nine one one, and you know, for all the world, this looks like a Barney Fife that managed to get himself in charge of the neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know that anyone is necessarily acting under the neighborhood watch at a specific time and then not at others. It seems like if you're a neighborhood watcher, you're a neighborhood watcher, and you are whether you're, you know, whatever you're doing. So I think that that puts the community uh, association in in some trouble. But to me, what the most disturbing part of this wasn't um, because Florida has the stand your ground law, the uh, go ahead, make my day law, um, as they've talked talked about it. And I think that this is um, I believe New Hampshire has that, too. Right. I think it may have been passed here, too. Mm-hmm. And 
what you know what a lot of people are doing is sort of saying, "Oh, this law is dangerous." I, you know, for one, you'd have to prove this guy would have to prove to, that he was feeling threatened by a guy with Skittles and an iced tea. But he fired a second shot while this kid was begging for his life, and that's really? on the audio. And to me, that's murder. Sounds I mean, that's like not a, you can't claim a threat. There's no we're not talking manslaughter. You're not talking anything but murder. I mean, he and this was caught recorded. Yeah, he called the he called 911. Now, what's interesting is they haven't now, arrested. By this the way, guy. Uh, they haven't released these 911 calls in their entirety. So all you can do is go as, on news stories as to their content. Right. And they haven't arrested this guy. No, I mean, I think that the police department is <laughs> That's prob- the most amazing part of all this. Well, they're probably trying to figure out how things are going to go with this law. I mm-hmm. mean, I I don't know what to say about it. Sanford uh, is a largely black community, so I would assume that their police department is largely black. I'm just guessing. And I don't, you know, I can't imagine that they're making their choices based on race. Well, the toll-free number here tonight is 855-453. What I, what I find particularly interesting, obviously, this is a tragic story. Certainly. Uh, and it's just horrible whether or not the the law – I mean I don't see how any law of self-defense could justify what you're saying, Mark, allegedly happened here. And that is that this guy put a bullet in this young man as he was begging for his life already had having been shot one time. Yep. I can tell you from a legal standpoint that um, if you shoot somebody – they're prob- you're probably better off killing them than you are uh, having um, you know, sh- only shot them and then they can testify against you. Well, this was, uh, I believe, happened in a neighborhood, so people were around. Uh, did anyone witness the actual there killing? There was a young man. someone that, called 911. A young man that uh, witnessed the, the situation. So obviously this is a developing story, and there's going to be more that, uh, that comes out over time here. You're certainly welcome to share your thoughts on it. But one of the things I wanted to point out about this is that this guy was not a cop, this George Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Now, he probably would love to be a cop. I mean, he's on the neighborhood watch, so he may have those sorts has of, that feel to He it. may have that kind of aspiration, uh, but he's not. And I found it interesting that uh, Barack Obama weighs in on this particular matter when all across the country, young black males and Hispanics and poor whites and others are being arrested, assaulted, attacked, beaten, killed – by people calling themselves the police. And in those cases, you don't ever hear anything from uh, Barack Obama. The local media might report on it, but you certainly don't get national media coverage. I mean, on mainstream news shows, that just doesn't happen. They're just, it's so common that the police are killing people and hurting people. That it's just not national news. They don't consider that national news. It's just all over the place. Another thing is there doesn't seem to be the protection for Zimmerman um, that there are for law enforcement. Oftentimes when somebody reports something has happened with the police, you can't get the video. That's true. No one will give the video up. And or the, the police will say they're investigating and then they'll you know, clear the officer right. later and, down and the And the problem here is is that you and I are taxpayers. We're all taxpayers or whatever. We're paying the salaries of this organization that will then not release this information. If it's the government by the people, of the people, for the people, or whatever lie they told us in school, because I don't believe that crap for a second, um, then – that information should be the people's and it's not mm-hmm. um you know there's you know there's the policing organizations and governmental organizations across the country do not act like they work for us they do not act like this is a government of the people 
So the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Why is it that this story is getting such coverage when every other story of every other black man, innocent likely black men, being assaulted by the police – and again, it's not just about black people. That's what – there's a lot of focus on race for this one particular story. But we can find plenty of examples of white cops uh, beating black young men and or killing them. I mean there's no there's no shortage of this stuff. You know, you go back down to what was it Mississippi I think. Uh god I'm spacing on his name, but there was a a black gentleman in his 30s who was uh, in his home. The police uh were were raiding the home and of course when someone's beating in your front door and shouting and screaming, you're waking up from, you know, the middle of being asleep because it's 4 in the morning. Uh, you don't really exactly know what's going on, but if you've got a family, you know that you need to protect them. And so in in order to protect them, he took up a defensive position and, and shot at the police, ended up shooting and killing one of the police officers that were, uh, you know, raiding his home. And he ended up being, you know, sent to jail, sent to prison for this, simply for defending himself. It, it You know, there's more than one story out there. We often there, – there are 40,000 raids a year in America, right. and some of them are going to go wrong. And when somebody uses a gun to protect themselves in their home and their home is being raided falsely, they're probably going to die. And – you don't hear much about those things. Mistakes uh, on purpose, you know, whatever the, the, the situation is, when the government makes a mistake, working for the government means you never have to say you're sorry. Come on, it comes down to it. one 450 free That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that you want. Is there a double standard here? I say absolutely. This, um, this guy's getting a lot of heat, but the police never get any heat. Hardly anything for the just atrocious things they do to people. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your super tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you are invited to bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that await you there. Uh, and they include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just go click and download and get all of them that you want, going all the way back to late 2006, completely free at freetalklive.com. You can get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny a piece. You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They've got hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings over at LibertyStickers.com. You know, you can just go through there and read all the bumper stickers they have. They're, they're good for a few laughs. It's LibertyStickers.com. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. Also, if you want to get them in bulk, sell them in your retail store or, uh, you know, your gun show booth or, or your flea market booth or whatever you want, you can buy them in bulk. LibertyStickers.com. They'll also make stickers for your band, business, church, whatever. LibertyStickers.com. By the way, uh, I did finally – you pulled up the name of the, the gentleman I was trying to recall earlier, and it's it's just so hard to remember all these stories because over the years of doing this show, Mark, on the almost decade that we've been doing this show, we've talked about so many different 
police abuse stories, it just it's hard to remember them all. Corey May is his name. Uh, he's about as old as I am, so in his early 30s now. When he Spent was a, ten years in prison over this, right? When he finally was arrested, uh, he was arrested in, around uh, the turn of the the century, 2001. Uh, yeah, and he was. Let's see. It's kind of a lengthy story here, but it, but essentially they they kind of overturned his conviction. They decided that uh, they went all the way up to the Supreme Court eventually, and that they, they the decided cop that uh, you know shot him happened to be the police chief's son. You or, mean the cop that he shot? The hot, cop he shot. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, the cop he shot was the police chief's son in on this raid, and you know this the guys who were on the ground. Doing these raids and that kind of thing. Certainly, I don't agree with what they're doing, but they're doing what they're told to do. These 40,000 raids that go on in America every year, these are very profitable for the, the, you know, the government bureaucracies. But police departments, an incredibly uh, expensive thing to run. And most of us really just want protection from things like robbery and arson and rape and these kind of things. And, you know, police departments really aren't protection organizations. They're frankly, they're, um, uh, you know, they're, they come and they sort of take notes after things happened. OK, so well, they protect themselves. So what's missing? Um, well, yeah, their officer safety is uh, paramount. They'll say they'll say that all the time. But, so the uh, case in the May, the May decision is that the Mississippi Supreme Court ended up issuing its decision uh, on December 2nd of 2010, which, of course, was nearly a decade after this man had been sent to jail or prison, rather, it held that May was entitled to a new trial on the ground that the court had properly, excuse me, improperly refused to issue a self-defense instruction that would have highlighted for the jury May's right to act in defense of his infant daughter who was present in the home on the night of the police raid that led to the shooting. He can't defend himself? Therefore, uh, Judge – that's just what it says on Wikipedia. I got you. Judge Prentice Hall uh, – Harrell, rather – signed a plea agreement in which May pleaded guilty to manslaughter. He was then sentenced to 10 years in prison, which he'd already served. So at that point, he was processed out and released last year in mid-July. Yeah, that's uh, – they always offer the plea deal up so that way they, they aren't at fault. But there's no, uh, there's no shortage of these stories of people who had not harmed anyone else. Corey May had never harmed another human being. They were well, this there is all on the a, drug war, a drug raid, which they – I think they might have even gotten the wrong house, but they certainly didn't find much, many drugs. It was like a very small amount of you know, some marijuana or something like that that if was they in found his possession. At all. Uh, it does say here they found something – a very small amount of drugs. Mm. And, Tore the house apart, found a, found a joint. Right. And so the, the cop's son died – over a drug raid that resulted in a very small amount of drugs being found, and this man ended up going to prison for 10 years. The whole thing is such a huge waste. But nobody would have known about Corey May had it not been for Radley Balco from Reason Magazine and the Agitator blog, who in the mid part of the last decade found out about this story, and he put it out there and kind of created a movement around Corey May and trying to help this guy out, I guess. And so finally he gets out of prison. He initially had had a a death sentence, and they reduced it to life, and then down the line they ended up Because God forbid you you kill a police officer. I mean, there's more of a penalty for killing a cop than there is for the average individual, and that's how it operates. So I don't want to minimize what happened to Trayvon Martin. I think what happened to him is terrible. And it's a real result of uh, kind of a trigger-happy mentality, and uh, I well, think, I think that the um, maybe, it, maybe it was racist. The, ra- uh, the racial divide, if there uh, the racial divide in this country, if this has anything to do with racism, and it certainly has that feel, um, is perpetuated by the war on drugs. I mean, sadly, that's 
just it you know the war on drugs has this criminal feel to it and that kind of thing Many we can people... come back to that here in a moment now make a note we'll go first to aaron listening in manchester to xm satellite radio's extreme talk hello aaron hey good evening ian and mark it's a pleasure to speak to the two of you thank you sir go I was ahead calling concerning the the uh, trayvon martin story um there's a lot of weird facts going around apparently uh, German was a self-appointed captain of the Neighborhood Watch that he basically created himself because nobody else was really interested in doing it. Hmm. Well, I've heard um, I've heard differently, but that doesn't mean what you're saying isn't true. I, I've heard that the Neighborhood, uh, you know, nobody wanted to be the captain of the Neighborhood, nobody wanted to do anything with the Neighborhood Watch, so he stepped up and that they appointed him or whatever. So I don't know, uh, but, you know, you're right. There are It's difficult to nail this story down. And then the other thing is that apparently when the police showed up, Zimmerman was bleeding from his nose and on the back of his neck. Um, but that could have been self-inflicted. You never know. Hmm. Um, and then the other um, – I forgot the third thing I was going to mention, actually – uh, that's why making notes helps. It's always good to make notes. That's no, no doubt about it. So this bleeding, this is the first time I've heard anything about uh, Zimmerman bleeding in any way, shape, or form. Um, and you're right. It's not a bad idea to punch yourself in the nose if uh, you've just uh, shot a man twice uh, who was pleading for his life on a 911 call. Um, you know, but it, that second shot, I still think the second shot is the murder shot. You know, like you may be able to claim self, uh, you know, I was in fear for my life on that first shot. But when a guy's been, you know, shot and he's begging for his life to plug him again, that's killing him. Yeah. Oh, and I do remember my third point now. The stand your ground law, um, according to the legislator that wrote the law, does not apply because it only applies when you're the one who's being attacked. and doesn't apply at all if you're the one that initiates it. So... Um, if you initiate the attack, which Zimmerman was following him, Zimmerman approached him. Clearly, he initiated it. It doesn't Clearly. apply. So people- Excellent so. points, Aaron. Thanks for the call, and thanks for sharing that tonight. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. In fact, in his Makes you wonder why the Sanford police just aren't acting. I mean, I haven't heard, I haven't heard their explanation, but it makes you it's wonder. a good question. I, I don't know either, but in the call that he made to the police department alerting them that he was following this young man... Uh, the police said, "No, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, back, back away. You don't need to be. Thanks for the thanks for the tip about this sus- allegedly suspicious uh, guy in a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, and no, you don't need to be following him like that. But he did anyway, and then obviously went ahead and decided to sh- to shoot this young man for some reason." And obviously, we haven't uh, figured out all the facts in this case. But one thing's for sure: uh, with some all the media, really it, hate spending all that money on a gun and never getting to use it. With with all the media around this case, we are going to find out a whole lot more over time. That much you can count on. But again, why this one case? What is it about this one case that makes it so special? When there's no shortage of the police killing innocent people all around this country. 855-450-FREE. Is that because it's so hard for the media to call out the police as being bad guys? Is that why? Because in a lot of cases, the police are the bad guys. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. 
Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. We're here, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Once again, you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the news updates, and we'll send you email, or you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Whichever way works best, you'll find out. What's going on with Free Talk Live? You'll know it first if you're on the news lists over at news.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything you're going to need for the outdoors enthusiast. Um, ammunition, real big, real popular right now. And you, the thing that Manventure Outpost has going for it, uh, you know, as its unique selling proposition is value. They've got the name brands you're looking for, and they've got them at prices stunningly low. Um, go, go check them out at manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That'll take care of shipping for you. That's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. Once again, the toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. We're talking about the Trayvon Martin case, and I wanted to come at it from a, you know, a little bit of a different perspective rather than just kind of looking at the alleged allegations or facts in the case, but to question why this one? What is it about this that has sparked the outrage? Is it because the mainstream media is too cowardly to cover all of the other uh, murders and assaults committed against young black males by the police departments all around this country? Is that, is that why? Is it because of the you know when you are on the news media and it is important for you as a news media uh, journalist to be able to be in touch with the police department to get information from them for your reports, that if you're critiquing the police department, if the police department's the bad guy in the story or one of the police officers is a bad guy and the department's covering for them, then if you start to be too critical of the police, then all of a sudden the police cut you off from press releases and their public information officer won't call you back. You won't be able to get any information from them. Is that why it's easier to go after George Zimmerman? Because again, I don't think George Zimmerman is a good guy. I'm not defending anything he did. It sounds to me like he murdered this young man. It sounds, sounds that way. It sounds terrible what happened down there. But why this one story? Of course, you can bring up anything you want as well at 855-450-FREE. As we continue here, we go to Jim listening in Virginia to WSVG. Hello, Jim. Uh, yes, sir. I think, uh, in my opinion, you're right. That man should have been arrested on the spot for murder. Because I've had a lot of experiences as a security officer and have worked as a reserve police officer and most communities that have uh, the community watch function, those are sanctioned by the police, and they go by and they, they get registered, and they have police officers come in and tell them what, uh, give them orientation as to what authority they actually have, which in most cases is observe and report. That's true. That's all they're well, supposed to. That's all they're supposed to do. I was on the community watch in a, a neighborhood I previously lived in. I don't really live in a neighborhood any longer, and we didn't get any kind of training like that at all. Basically, the guy who was in charge of neighborhood watch said, and I think that this makes a certain amount of sense. Um, you know, hey, if you see anything, give me a call. Don't do anything. Just give me a call. Well, what Jim, what Jim is saying is accurate, though. I mean, a lot of neighborhood watch groups do reach out to the police. Maybe your group has decided not to, uh, but a lot of them do reach out to the police to let them know what they're doing. And I'm just saying that a lot of them don't get training. <laughs> and it is, the, it, it is the position of the police that they're supposed to observe and report. And in fact, when Zimmerman was on the phone with them, that's what they told him. Hey, you know, back off. You don't need to be following right. this kid. Exactly right. Because, uh, and I think the, uh, the other uh, 
the other point you made, uh, why, you know, why is this such a uh, uh, potential racial issue, is because of the things that he said to the 911 operator, what especially after she told him to stand down. Now, I heard... I, I didn't hear the, the whole clip. I, I only heard a little blip of it on the news. So what did what have you heard? There was a lot of it where you could hear him saying in the background, oh, they always get away, so I'm going to follow them. And this is after they told him to stand down. And the other thing was, uh, you know, he, he said, this is a black male twice, wearing a hoodie. He said that twice. Even after the operator told him to stand down, she and she even asked him, let us know where you're going to be or, or hang out by the mailboxes until the police arrive. But he didn't do that. He kept following this boy. Supposedly there was, like, after they've like enhanced the audience. something to happen. Sounds like he it wanted like, something to happen. Yeah, they, they, yes. Supposedly, after they enhanced the audio, that there is a racial epithet that has been mentioned. Oh, uh, boy. You know, um, but like I said, these 911 calls have not been completely released. Uh, but, but at well, least I uh, haven't. They were it. on Sean Hannity yesterday. Oh, really? Great. I, right. heard, I heard him twice, and they were playing different excerpts, and then they tried to clear him up real good uh, you know, with this guy uh, – you know what he was saying after he was told to stand down he just kept on and kept now, on i could understand yeah. if uh you know i'm not i'm not the i'm not somebody who's going to turn to the police to solve a problem necessarily so for instance if zimmerman was watching and this young man you know ran up to an old lady uh, assaulted her grabbed her purse and ran with it i wouldn't i wouldn't support him standing down i'd support him you know running after him to try to get the purse back but certainly don't shoot somebody if they've stolen a purse right but, right, but when the 911 operator told him to so, we don't need you to do that. We have officers right. on the way. Yeah, if all you're doing is and, following and, and, somebody. And, right, and the whole point is he doesn't even have arrest authority or anything. And by the time he got supposedly at Trayvon's apartment complex, technically he could have been on private property and had no business even being there. Jim, thanks for your uh, your call and your thoughts. appreciate you sharing tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tim is listening in Portland, Maine, to WGAN. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on a Trayvon Martin case. Um, yes, sir. One of the new stories that popped up was on uh, Fox News, TampaBay.com, and they talk about there's a witness who's actually saw the entire encounter, and what he said was the uh, individual in the red shirt, who was uh, Zimmerman, was on the ground getting beat up by the individual in the hoodie, and his testimony was given to the cops. And that kind of cooperated with uh, Zimmerman, and that's one of the reasons. Well, that doesn't exactly tell the whole story, does it? I mean, because why would the guy in the hoodie be, you know, taking Zimmerman to the ground and beating on him allegedly? I mean, there's obviously some story that uh, you know, that comes before that. Yeah, if that's well. If I mean, according true. to Zimmerman, he was, you know, he's just trying uh, to explain why the cops didn't arrest him. The individual in the hoodie ended up like tackling him, and the neighbor ended up watching the entire encounter. He told the cops. And, Zimmerman was arrested at the time. They took away his gun, put him in the car, and they ended up questioning everyone around before they released him. So it wasn't like they just said, go along your way. And the other point I have is uh, the Zimmerman case happened a month ago, but uh, two weeks ago, there was a 13-year-old white kid in Kansas City who was uh, coming home from school, and he was attacked. Gasoline was poured on him by uh, two uh, African-American individuals, and he was lit on fire. And uh, the media just kind of left that one go because I guess the races weren't what the media wanted. Wasn't the popular so. way of looking at it. I don't know. I, I don't know any of the specifics, but I can tell you. But, you know, it. I think a lot of people do feel like race is a, a very charged issue and that, uh, you know, certain groups can 
get some sympathy and certain groups can't. I think that that's, it's really tough. You know, a little bit of melanin in somebody's skin shouldn't be the difference as to why a, a story gets national coverage and, and not. Yeah, I know the, uh, that the uh, new Black Panther Party put a $10,000 bounty on Zimmerman. So I really think the media is kind of, you know, there'll be no fair trial one way or the other with the way the media and the mainstream is just taking this out of control. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be fair. If the new Black Panther well, Party put a bounty on Zimmerman, uh, what kind of bounty? Dead alive kind of bounty? for his? It was just a $10,000 bounty to uh, extract him. So extract I him? Yeah, I haven't looked at the details, but they want to know you're where saying it is. That the, you're put, saying that the government is allowing an organization to put a $10,000 bounty on, uh, for a kidnapping? It was on CNN this, this uh, earlier today, so uh, I don't know all the details, but I know that they have flyers, and it showed the new Black Panthers handing out these flyers for this $10,000 bounty for Zimmerman. So I don't know. I mean, obviously the new Black Panther Party doesn't represent, you know, they represent their own extreme mi- extreme uh side so uh but this is a felony that that was yeah i just know that that was on the uh cnn today so tim thanks thanks for the call man appreciate the heads up on that uh but there is a story i'd seen it earlier and thank you again appreciate it 855-450-FREE it says here that they are offering a ten thousand dollar reward for the capture of george zimmerman which that does sound like a kidnapping right sounds like a kidnapping to me that sounds Uh, like a felony you can bring up whatever's on your mind and share your thoughts on this issue or anything that's related or whatever you want 855-450-FREE it's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live 1-855-450-3733 in every age a technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel the printing press the internet now in a world sliding into financial chaos a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world it is called bitcoin bitcoin is a new form of money controlled not by banks governments or corporations but through mutual commerce between free individuals to learn more visit weusecoins.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoyed this program and you would like to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And uh, it's a simple concept. You send in 3 bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Uh, you can help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up there and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. Once again, that's AMP. Dot freetalklive.com. We continue with uh, the uh, sort of a discussion about the Trayvon Martin case and the various different aspects of it, uh, what's happening actually with the case, why this one case is getting so much uh, special attention. is really oh, my question. Why is this case getting the media attention it is when no other racially motivated killing by the, by like the police against a young black man, uh, which there's, there's no shortage of those cases, why don't those get the same level of attention? My s- supposition is that it's because the media is scared to death to take on the police department. And I've got evidence to back that up. There was the uh, there was a case of uh, down in Florida of one particular reporter who decided to do an investigative report about the police. 
He hired the Police Complaint Center, which is a great organization, a former cop, Diop Kamau. He uh, does back, basically reverse stings against police departments, and he sends his guys in who are trained at you know, for a lot of – he hires a lot of former cops as well. So it's basically cops, former cops busting cops. And uh, they went to South Florida police departments, went in there and asked for a complaint form to file a complaint against a police officer. And it's mind-blowing what happened to these guys. I mean, they were intimidated. They were threatened. In some cases, they were attacked physically simply for asking for a complaint form. So the guy who was, I believe, behind that report, if I'm recalling this correctly, the, the news agent, the, the, the guy who was putting together the package for the news agency, uh, he was attacked by the police, not physically, but they targeted him. So they started to pull him over and decided to make an example of him for the rest of the news media to see. And they went after him and they, you know, they arrested him for some trumped up nonsense, some traffic thing or whatever. And the the TV station fired the guy. Well, they they don't need the trouble, right? They don't need the trouble. They don't want to stand behind their own reporter who filed a report on their own station that they ran. They put on the air. They don't want to stand behind him when the heat gets turned up. So. It's sad when press organizations won't stand behind their reporters. I have a friend here um, in town whose city councilor said that he voted against some kind of funding measure for the police department. He got pulled over every time they saw him for a month. He said he was pulled over like 20 times in a month. I believe it. So that's, to me, that's the reason why the media feels comfortable focusing on the Trayvon Martin case. And it should be focused on. It's a crazy case. It's terrible what happened to this young man, from what I can tell. They should also focus on the other horrific uh, cases of you know, racially, racially motivated attacks, or even if it's not racially motivated, just an attack on a peaceful person by the police, because there's no shortage of that. 855-450-FREE. There's more here about the story. Uh, by the way, what is they say here that Zimmerman hasn't spoken out. All they have are the, the phone calls, the 911 calls, where he says, quote, this guy looks like he's up to no good. He is on drugs or something. And then later on, he says, these a-holes, they always get away in the 911 call. And he wasn't actually up to anything. There was no evidence that he was up to anything. He was just a teenager walking down the road. It was raining, so he had his hood up. He was talking with his girlfriend at the time, by the way. According, this is according to the Associated Press. They got a Q&A here about the case. Much of Martin's side of the story comes from a cell phone conversation that he had with his girlfriend moments before the shooting. She was interviewed by their attorney. And uh, let's see, thus far she hasn't been identified, but she said Trayvon told her that he was being followed while he was on the phone with her. She says, run. He says, I'm not going to run. I'm just going to walk fast. The girl later heard Martin say, why are you following me? Another man asks, what are you doing around here? After Martin encountered Zimmerman, the girl thinks she heard a scuffle because his voice changes like something interrupted his speech. Then the phone call ended before she heard any gunshots. So precious details you know, at this at this moment, and obviously we're going to learn more over over time. Let's go back to you and your thoughts. You can share what you want on this matter, or bring up anything at eight five five four fifty free. We'll continue and go to uh, Mary. Ladies, come first here. Mary, listening to K Med out in Medford, Oregon. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, yeah, um, I uh, wanted to comment on why my I think that uh, the issue with the white. Uh, beating beating up on the whites and stuff did not uh, make news is because this country's so conditioned to um, ignoring reverse discrimination. I've known when I've uh, been just reversely discriminated on uh, 
by race at work, that all gets swept under the carpet. Uh, Tell us about this uh, reverse racism that you've experienced at work. Um, well, when I report uh, things at work that have not been fair, uh, when others that have um, been of a so-called minority race has done things that they would have uh, said, oh, well, I can't uh, talk to or treat them in such a manner because uh, because of race, or they can get away with working more poorly than I can because they're afraid to uh, take them to, uh, to, to fire them because they might be then uh, for discrimination. There are a lot of rules, I, and thank you, Mary, for the call tonight. There are a lot of uh, rules in the business world that make employers less than uh, quick to jump to a, to fire somebody, whether it's for race or for something else. It could be sex. It could be all kinds of things. Uh, right. you know, a lot of these there. employers are I walking the, around on tiptoes. The single biggest difference between the uh, the white boy in Kansas City, who a 13-year-old white boy who was set on fire uh, by two black individuals, at this point they don't have them in custody, is that they don't have the sanction of law. At this point, if the uh, you know police department in Kansas City could find these individuals, and you would think since they jumped from a porch uh, that you know that we have a location uh, that they were you know we would think they know who these guys are and that they'll get them at some point. They don't have the sanction of law. The cops didn't take them in and then release them. So I think that that's the single biggest. People understand that this is an injustice and that the judicial system will deal with this. They're concerned, on the other hand, with the, the Zimmerman-Martin situation, that there's been an injustice and that the police department is not dealing with it. And that is the single biggest issue. I think that's, a, that's an excellent point. Let's continue here at 855-450-FREE. And, and I feel bad for somebody who's in a workplace situation, and whether it's you know race or gender or age or whatever sort of discrimination we're talking about. And they feel like that something should be done, but that you know the bosses aren't doing it because they're afraid of, of being sued. I get that. Uh, I get that frustration. And I think that uh, that really traces back to the fact that there's such a, a legalistic framework involved here, that there are so many crazy laws out there that try to control how people run their business. I think people should be free to make whatever business decisions they want, to hire and fire people on whatever reasons that they want to. And Associate and disassociate with people as they wish. Um, that you know, An employment situation is somehow considered to be different than any other relationship out there. You don't have to ask the government if you break up with somebody, you don't have to ask the government if you refuse to uh, invite somebody to your house or you kick somebody out of your house. You don't have to ask the government when it comes to any other form of association. But when it comes to an employment association, for some reason, the government is allowed to, to pop in and give their little opinion as to what's going on. Well, and it's, it's not even as bad here as it is in some countries, like over in France, for instance, where if you get hired, there's like a basic trial period. And uh, once you've passed no, that I don't trial, even know that there's a trial period. Wasn't, wasn't the, uh, the, weren't the riots a few years ago over instituting a trial period? I mean, maybe they have it now. Maybe they don't. I th- but- I'm sorry. Maybe I'm thinking of a different country. But I know there are countries in which there's a trial period where you can get rid of an employee, but then after that, if they start screwing off, then you can't do anything about it. 
Yeah, once they're an employee, they're, it's their job, not yours. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the direction this country's going in. And while I want to what's see, that do to productivity? Right. And while I want to see employers treat people fairly, I think the best way to handle that is by the marketplace, where the best employees, if they're not being treated well, should leave and they should go to a, go to a company that treats them better or start their own company and treat their employees I better. I think that this, uh, this fits with all sorts of associations. I want to see people treat their significant others fairly and with respect and dignity. And I think that the best way is that uh, you can leave and go and find another significant other. It's competition in the market place of relationships let's talk to glenn listening in keen to wkbk glenn go ahead with your thoughts hey there i was uh, calling uh, in regards to the uh, child support agencies and court system okay and uh, how they function my uh actually similar to race more a gender but about 23 years ago 23 years ago i was dealing with the uh, court system where the uh judge uh, ruled that the uh, mother would be entitled to uh, all uh, Mother's Day as it was essential, you know, for her and the child. Well, I know there's more to your story. If you want to hang on, we can bring it back here in a moment uh, after the news. Hour 2 is next, 855-450-FREE. The family courts are terrible. I am so excited about Pork Fest this year. Pork Fest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year, it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can dial in toll-free at 855-453-3. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. For those of you just tuning in, we've spent the first hour on the Trayvon Martin case, a tragic story out of Sanford, Florida, where apparently a 17-year-old Trayvon Martin walking in a neighborhood, talking with his girlfriend on his cell phone, some guy from the Neighborhood Watch uh, following him named George Zimmerman. Uh, Zimmerman believing that he was suspicious for some reason, I guess because he's 17, black, wearing a hoodie. Uh, there was no actual evidence of him committing any sort of crime at all. And uh, this guy calls the police department. He tells them that he believes this person is suspicious. The actual quote is, this guy looks like he's up to no good. He's on drugs or something. And the police department then uh, informs him to stay back, that there's no reason to continue following him. You know, thanks for the report. We'll send an officer out, etc. Why don't you just wait for the officer to arrive? He does not wait. He continues to follow uh, the young man and at some point ends up shooting him. And that's where things get murky uh, because we don't know exactly what 
it was that transpired. Sure. So these things obviously will probably come to light or hopefully will come to light on into the future. But it's not necessarily the facts of the case that uh, I'm interested in talking about. I'm interested in talking about the things that surround it, like why it is that uh, Trayvon Martin had – you know, why is this case the one case that the, the media has chosen to focus on when there are plenty of cases of innocent people? In this case, Trayvon had a, a cup of uh, – what was it? Some sort of slushy or something like that? Iced tea. An iced tea and a bag of Skittles with him. You know, this guy was not in any way a danger whatsoever. And so there's plenty of cases where the police have assaulted and or killed innocent people and the the, the news media barely even reports on it. So what's different about this? Well, this wasn't actually a cop that uh, that did the deed. So I think the media feels a lot more comfortable spending a whole lot more time and effort uh, really digging into this because they're not going to strain their relationship as bad uh, with the with the police department in this particular case. But also you can bring up anything, and that's what Glenn has done in Keene listening to WKBK. Glenn, you were calling about uh, another kind of uh, system abuse, and that is the the child system or the family court system. Do we have Glenn? Listening to WKBK. Hi, thanks. Glenn, you're back. Yeah. Hi there. Yeah, yeah. So as I was saying, uh, about about 28 years ago, um, in the uh, court system in Keene, New Hampshire, and uh, sure it's very similar around the countryside. Uh, had the judge say, "Child goes with the mother for every Mother's Day, as it's essential." Father asks for Father's Day. Says, "Not an important holiday. Not granted." Um, really. Now. Seems strange. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I still have the paperwork. As my son got old enough to understand this, read the stuff, he's like, wow, Dad, he says, it's really horrible. I didn't know all the stuff that had happened, mm. you know. Um, anyways, dealt with stuff nonstop over these years. Now with a younger child, um, pay my child support every week. Uh, usually paid between one to three weeks in advance. Filed taxes, uh, found out I could actually put children on my taxes, um, that it's an unpublished law, my lawyer had told me. Uh, and I, I never knew it all these years. So anyways, I claimed the uh, children on my taxes this year. I'm paid in advance, and I uh, was shorted. Uh, I only got back part of my refund, very small part, actually, under $100. And I was shorted uh, $787. So I said, gosh. Did the IRS uh, goof up? Did my tax company goof up? Or, hey, was it our uh, government system of the child support and the court system? So what was so it? I went to the king office. They said, hey, yeah, you're paid in advance. Let us check with Florida where it had, uh, init- had uh, we'd initially got the uh, court papers done. They got a hold of Florida, and, yes, Florida had intercepted the uh, refund. Um, so they told me, well, we told them that they really can't keep it because you're paying in advance. But they said you might want to call them up, too, because it doesn't mean they'll return it. So let me see if I've got this straight. You filed your taxes with the IRS. They, I did. They kept money from the check that you were – the, uh, the return. You were expecting a return. You didn't get what you expected. They kept that money and sent it off to the state of Florida for some sort of child support payment? Uh, child – the child support agency in Florida just intercepted it. How do they intercept a check? Well, no, they must have been sent it by the uh, the IRS. They they used you know whatever sort of intergovernmental relationship they had to get yeah, the IRS to send them the money. 
They, they've got their, you know, it's in their, um, uh, anybody that owes child support, if you're behind, then I can go along with this to a certain extent. If you're but behind, you were, you're saying you were behind. No, I'm not. I'm actually paid in advance. So you know, have, you, have you contacted Florida yet? I got to call them on Monday. Good luck, man. I mean, you're trying to get money out of the hands of these guys. I can't imagine you're going to have much success, but it doesn't hurt to call and doesn't it doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, they try, can you imagine trying to get your, your money back from the state of Florida no, or yeah, any other state? It's horrible. I'm, I'm just going to tell them, you know, money back, lawsuit, or you know, I'll just stop paying my weekly until it reaches $787. Yeah, but then they might charge you back uh, back fees or whatever. Hey, Glenn, I know that you're in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. It's where we do this show. I want to invite you to go to yeah, judicial go to judicialchildabuse.com. It's a New Hampshire based site for uh, for folks that have been screwed over by the the court system here. I mean, you're calling from a place just to give our listeners some idea of how bad things are, and they're bad everywhere uh, in these child you know these uh, family courts. But they're so bad here that there was a guy last year set himself on fire outside of the yeah. uh, the courthouse. And again, you want to talk about news stories that the news media just doesn't pick up on. How often do you have people in America setting themselves on fire? Right. How often does that happen? Not very often. The Especially last in th- protest over uh, you know the the government and its inner workings. Exactly. They, the family court system has gotten so messed up and out of whack that it's what it's going to lead to is it's going to lead men to not want to get to, to not want to get married and to not wise men not to want to have children. That's why so, I got myself a vasectomy. Essentially, what they're doing is they're incentivizing fools. To procreate and disincentivizing wise people from pro- procreating. So, Glenn, drop on over to uh, judicialchildabuse.com. I think you'll appreciate that site. And thanks for the story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855 450 free. You can bring up absolutely anything that you want. I feel terrible for these guys and ladies, by the way. I went up to uh, Concord recently with uh, some folks that are involved in the family courts and they've been screwed over. And it's not all men that are getting, you know, getting right. it hard from these, these courts. The judicial system isn't incentivized to, to really. To to make good decisions. I mean, these aren't these aren't mediators. Let's they aren't trying to come up with solutions that make everybody happy. No, they want to get cash. And they were telling me about how there's these guardian ad litems, which are these people that I guess they don't really work for the court, but they kind of do because they get money from the courts because of these family situations. And they're only supposed to be able to get a thousand bucks at a time. And they have to come back and ask for more if it reaches a thousand bucks. These guardian ad litems do. But yet they're just getting awarded thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. I mean, these folks have paid so much money in these disputes. It's just so insane. The whole system is is a crazy money sink for for these parents. They just love their kids. They just want what's best for their kids. It's terrible. And there's no shortage of those stories either. 855-450-FREE. Whether you want to talk about Trayvon Martin or whatever's on your mind, we continue here. And we'll go to Joey listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Joey, go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say um, everyone's kind of looking at this the wrong way, in my opinion. They're looking at it at the, at the context of um, Mr. George Zimmerman, and they're saying, well, he was standing his ground. In my opinion, whether he attacked Trayvon blatantly and Trayvon wasn't fighting back or doing anything, he's a murderer. And whether Trayvon was fighting back, and that's why George Zimmerman killed him, he was a murderer, because... Trayvon was standing his ground. Imagine if you're a 17-year-old walking to the store to get a thing of iced tea and Skittles, and you got a guy following in a bad neighborhood. It's yeah, that's well, it's creepy. Good, it wasn't a bad neighborhood. This was a gated community, um, a, a largely white gated community in a, in a uh, uh, largely black town. 
Well, whatever it is, it's creepy nonetheless. It's creepy. Yeah. You got some guy following you. And I think you make a great point, Joey, that it was Trayvon who was standing his ground because he was just walking somewhere. And then this guy comes up and, uh, and you know, starts to harass him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Joey, thanks for the call, man. appreciate hearing from You're you tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have, of course, the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. You know, uh, we've I've been talking about this uh, the, this band Raja Mojo and their liberty oriented music on the air here for for a couple of weeks. And I want to thank everybody who's gone and purchased uh, the music at cdbaby.com because liberty oriented music is it, well, music in general is a great medium to uh, get your message across, whatever it might be, and. Raja Mojo makes some some great music, and in fact, they've been at cdbaby.com. They're 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 topping the charts in all kinds of different. Well, not topping them, but they're 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 showing up on the charts in all kinds of different uh, places. The political category, they're at uh, number three, four, and seven. Um, number one in retro rock. Number six in hard rock. Um, number one in in intelligent dance music number three in folk rock and this is all because people are going and buying this great liberty oriented music at cdbaby.com you can get all four songs that Raja mojo has for three dollars and 16 cents it's easy to download i did it so i would imagine that everybody else can do it too uh, go to cdbaby.com download these songs and first you can listen to them on youtube just uh, search for Raja Mojo, and go buy them at uh, cdbaby.com. We continue taking your calls about what you want, whether it's Trayvon Martin or whatever's on your mind. Let's go to David in Virginia, listening to WNIS. Hello, David. Hey, Mark. How are you doing tonight? Okay. I'm well, thanks. Yeah, my take on this is that it, it basically boils down to intimidation. Had that have been a uniformed police officer that was um, surveilling uh, Trayvon, Trevon may have been a little bit more at ease, you know, with with the, you know the fact that it was a uniformed officer. With that said, however, it wasn't, so he he probably got intimidated and it escalated into an altercation at some point, you know, during the um, whole thing. And I believe what my take on it is that it got to the point to where they, there was a scuffle. And in my opinion, I believe Trevon was probably getting the better of him. And so he did. He, he, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The more I want to be Zimmerman decided that 
that he uh, was going to shoot this kid, and and uh, and not saying he tried to kill him, but he shot him anyway, nevertheless. Uh, shot so him twice. He did try to kill him because he shot him a second time after he begged for his life, apparently. Yeah, and my, my next point is, what what is this Zimmerman guy doing? Doesn't he have, I mean, what is he doing during the day? I mean... I don't know what time. What time of day was this? That's one of the points I didn't really pick up in this in the story. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that either. Yeah, so I don't know what do you mean by what is he doing? Does he have a job? Is that what you're asking, or what? Exactly. Does, doesn't he have a job? I mean, is it is it his you know his uh, his deal to go around and surveil the uh, the um, neighborhood? What what's the deal with that? Well, he's just uh, you know the head of the neighborhood watch. I was on neighborhood watch, and I had a job. So I mean, you know, not not uncommon for people who are employed to be on neighborhood watch. But in this economy, one does wonder if anybody has a job. David, thanks. Uh, but I just wanted to I just wanted to make that point though about you know I feel like Trevon was being intimidated. It wasn't a uniformed police officer got into an altercation, and and possibly well, Trevon actually might have been getting the better of him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about the how things went down. Isn't Zimmerman a fairly large guy? I haven't seen a picture of him yet. I, he I is. He, he is a large. Yes, he is. It, from from the, the differences in the photographs, yeah, he is. And Trevon Trevon doesn't seem to be a very large guy. He seems to be a relatively skinny uh, young man. Right. Exactly. And what I believe is that when when the altercation actually occurred. I believe that Trevon was just uh, probably was getting the better of him. And yeah, the, I heard what you said. Weapon, and, and David, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible that a young certainly could be karate trained or something like that. But generally, if you've got somebody that's twice your weight, it's pretty tough to get the better of them. Well, I mean, <laughs> when you get old. You don't want to be in fights. George Zimmerman's uh, you wanna, twenty-eight. You want to end it quickly. I don't know. I mean, you know, he I, wants to get in a fight because he started it. That doesn't mean he's good at it. Okay, I, I I understand that, Mark. But would you agree, though? Like, you know, it's it's I don't a little know what bit conclusions tougher. you can you can draw from this. I mean, you know, I think that it's dangerous to draw conclusions. I'm not drawing a conclusion. I'm speculating. Okay, and that's, what I'm that's, speculating that's what I'm on here about. is that if you're fighting, if you you know, let's take let's say Trayvon Martin is not a jujitsu master, and neither is George Zimmerman. Okay, let's say they're both on the same level. You've got one guy that's twice the weight of the other guy. You know, one thing we know is they're not on the same level. One's 28, one's 17. Well, right. I like a 28-year-old in a fight, though. That's what I'm saying. A 28-year-old who's got twice the body weight? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And he's packing heat. We continue here uh, with uh, your calls, your thoughts. Chris is listening to WRNN in Myrtle Beach. Chris, go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, guys. Um, I want to say that are now... Orlando Sentinel is reporting that uh, Zimmerman's family is of Latin American and African American descent, and that he was involved in mentorship programs with uh, two African American kids. I was wondering what your take on the fact that that isn't widely reported might be. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't report that. Um, but you know, at the same time, they're reporting that. Uh, and, and by the way, anybody can be a bigot from you know any walk of life. Um, but. You know, they they did say that this guy was going around and the people who had reported talking to him at their front doors and him making sort of racial comments, uh, being, you know, representing himself as sort of the, the head of the neighborhood watch. Well, and is this news? I mean, you said it's the Orlando Sentinel is reporting this. Is this fresh breaking news? Maybe it's just simply not well known yet. I don't think it's well known. It's been out there for at least a couple of days. A couple of days. You know? Yeah. 
So I've uh, I've heard that he's uh, Peruvian, but uh, African American. Where's that coming from? That's uh, the Sentinel saying that, or are they saying that? Yeah, uh, the, the Orlando Sentinel saying that. Okay. Well, right. I mean, like you said, Mark, just because he's got some heritage from one place in the past. I think we've all probably got a little bit of black blood and a little bit of uh, Hispanic blood, a little bit of uh, Indian blood or whatever it is. Doesn't mean that they don't necessarily hate somebody today. Uh, So who knows? And again, to me, it doesn't really the the racial issues is an aside to all of this. Uh, What's really outrageous is that uh, the whole thing happened in the first place. It wouldn't matter to me whether Trayvon was uh, was black or white or, or Hispanic. Uh, it's completely out of control. Oh, I totally agree. Right. I totally agree. Thanks for sharing. Right, thanks, that, guys. Thanks. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Scott is listening in Charleston to WSCFM. Uh, Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, a little. I'd like to point out a few facts that weren't really um, talked about. You've talked about it several times, but there was, there was one shot fired. Uh, when the police arrived, they found one shell casing and a full clip in the gun. So he put one in the chamber. And he had a full clip. So it was one shot. It was that killed him. It was a chest shot. But it was just one shot. Where, where uh, do you think this report is coming from? That uh, Mark said he saw that says that uh, this guy begged CNN. for his life and was uh, had another bullet put in him. Uh, it might be because the um, there is some dispute. Uh, some say Zimmerman was yelling help, and some say it was the kid. Uh, I know that you had another point you wanted to make. Stick with us, Scott. We'll bring yeah. you back. Eight five five four fifty free. Plenty of time for your calls, your thoughts. It's live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Show is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. We're here. We'll take your calls. You can bring up anything you want, though. We are focusing on the Trayvon Martin case here tonight. You certainly can uh, dial in at 855-450-FREE. Share your thoughts. 1-855-450-3733. As we continue here, you can also join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system awaits you. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over there at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free, like all the other features on our website, bbs.freetalklive.com. Before you buy precious metals, whether it's gold or silver, you need to do some research. And it's it's a good idea to do some price comparisons. If you're buying for an investment, well, you want to buy low, and that way you can you know sell high and make some money. If you're buying as a barter currency or a hedge against inflation, it still makes sense to buy low. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've got some of the best prices on gold and silver there, and we've teamed up with Midas Resources to uh, fulfill your orders and they'll do it in a timely fashion and and you know it'll be some great great rates plus whenever you buy from gold.freetalklive.com you help free talk live it's gold.freetalklive.com we continue here with your thoughts your call scott is on the line listening in charleston uh, to wscfm scott you're back on free talk live you said you had a couple things you wanted to uh, get out there uh, alleged 
uh, different allegations, uh, allegedly different facts. I mean, we still don't know what really happened. Uh, you said there was only one shot, but the lawyers for the uh, for Trayvon Martin's family are saying there were two. And uh, clearly audible on the uh, the nine one one tapes, which right. I don't know that they've been released in their entirety. Where but. he was allegedly begging for his life uh, prior to the second shot. But uh, go ahead with what you wanted to share. Okay. Uh, uh, reiterate, they, they found one shell casing and he had a full clip. And it's not like he was alone after the shooting. People were there. And, and on the side... Well, dated today at the Boston Herald, um, it says a source close to the investigation told the Orlando Sentinel just one shot was fired from Zimmerman's gun. But that's a source. I mean, you know, at this point, yeah. they're not even willing to name it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard all sorts of things, but these, I mean, this is what the cops... I'm going cops and Zimmerman, just, just not that they're, they're light or anything, but I'm just saying that. Uh, the size of them. Zimmerman was 5'8", but he was a pretty big guy. He was 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trayvon Martin was 6'3", uh, but he was like 160, 150. He was, he was much smaller, but he's 17. He plays on the football team at that high school. Hmm. I, I'd say he can move. defend himself quite easily. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually have the, what the situation was from the beginning. Uh, he's following him in the truck. I don't know if, if, if Trayvon Martin knows that he's called the cops, but he's talking on the phone. There's a sidewalk that goes behind these housing, uh, I think they're townhomes sidewalk in front and behind a house so Trayvon Martin's like trying to I don't know run away or get away from him because somebody's following him which is weird he goes behind the house whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not weird to try yeah. to get away from some weirdo behind you in a truck I think he was saying it was weird yeah. that he was being followed okay yeah it's weird because somebody's following him yeah, okay. he doesn't know the guy gotcha Trayvon Martin doesn't even live there his only his father does he was visiting so he goes behind the house that's when Zimmerman gets out of the truck he goes to follow him that's when he's talking to the cop hey I'm following him the cops are like uh well, they actually say, we don't need you to do that. It's not like they gave a command, don't do that. We don't need you to do that. But at this time, Martin has ran all the way behind the house, and he's back in front of the house hiding. Uh, Zimmerman gives up. He's going to go walk back to his truck. And this is, uh, I'm not sure, but this is apparently from the from the person who saw it, and Zimmerman. That's when Trayvon Martin comes out and attack, tackles him from behind while, while the guy's walking to his truck. Hmm. So he doesn't, he doesn't see it coming. That's when the scuffle happens. I think somebody mentioned earlier about the, the Tampa Bay wing. That's when they're fighting. Zimmerman has two wounds. He has a thing on the back of his head that requires stitches, and he also has a broken nose, which probably not self-inflicted. He has both of those. You know, but he's not alone after this happens. People are there. There's like eight 911 calls. He didn't have any time to do anything. Weird. Sounds very interesting. I mean, you know, like there's the, some of this sort of sounds like it rings true. You know, the uh, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think it's a good idea to go tackling somebody who's been following you by any stretch of the imagination. But if it's probably not a good happened. idea to go. Well, you know, I mean, some of it, it it sounds plausible. Why did the cops let this guy go? That's the weird thing. I, I have no idea why they they didn't. You know. Take well, a man or anything. I said, okay, you're good. I mean, there's That's no shortage of cops, okay. uh, you know, shortage of stories uh, where cops throw somebody in jail for, you know, overreacting or they overreact and throw somebody in jail. I mean, I just, to me, they, they, they had to have had some story. And this is the first thing I've heard, by the and I've, you know, read umpteen stories on this. Uh, this is the first thing I've heard that even gives any kind of indication. Hey, Scott, thanks for the call and the update. Appreciate hearing from you at 855 450 free. 
it's a, it's an interesting story because uh, right, what's the motivation for Trayvon to go and and do something like that? Uh, I mean, I now, guess clear, now this is interesting because in this circ- circumstance, both parties have the legitimate right to feel threatened. Like you, you know, one of them's being followed by this guy, and it's weird, right. and the other one uh, allegedly you know, was jumped. Has allegedly allegedly been jumped. Interesting. Oh boy! Even in that case, though, is it appropriate to execute somebody for getting into fisticuffs? Yeah, I think that uh, I, I, I've, I, there's I not too no. many instances of uh, times that guns are used that uh, that you know the, the result is a good one. Let's continue with Jason listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk in St. Louis. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, guys? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, first of all, I want to say thanks uh, for dealing with facts and not just having your opinion as a fact, like most everything else I've read or heard has been. Well, I, I don't know uh, if we've been able to successfully figure out what the facts are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that anybody knows any facts at this point. We're more than happy to, you know, to bring allegations about what the alleged facts are and make it very clear that no one really knows what the full story is and still kind of take people's thoughts and, and opinions. Well, your, your last caller pretty much took most of what I was going to say because that's what I've read pretty much happened. Um, suffer from what I understand the ending um, to where Trayvon just pretty much stopped, turned around and says, you know, what do you want? And, you know, that's kind of when they got into it. But uh, when you took your long break at the top of the hour, I was listening, I'm listening to uh, XM, and IRN News had a breaking news saying that a eyewitness, not someone who heard it or think this is what they heard, and supposedly an eyewitness had just came forward, said that they were kind of scared to come forward, and they saw uh, Trayvon on top of Zimmerman. And that's pretty much, they kind of teased it, that's where they left it hanging. Hmm. So that I can't wait to find out what else comes from. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it sounds like there's more facts to be had in the case, and, um, you know, well, I guess we'll hear more. There's certainly uh, there's no shortage of people desiring to find out about this story. The, the one thing that kind of bugs me is something you guys said. It doesn't matter if either party was black or white or green or purple or whatever they may be. The, the, the skin shouldn't have a problem or shouldn't even be a topic that they're blowing it up to be. The, it was a bad situation. Unfortunately, the kid died. Look at the evidence, find out what happened, and go from there. That's the way I feel. I think you're right about that, Jason, and I thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It kind of brings up the thing about hate crimes. And uh, in many countries around the world, hate crimes are worse than regular crimes. Mm-hmm. Including and, this one where they where they exist. You know, if you're beaten up and killed over your wallet, somehow that's better than being beaten up and killed over your race. I disagree. Right, I think that it's... As someone who's been beaten up before. <laughs> Did they take your wallet? Let's go on. Okay. So, you know, I, I just I'm I kind of I'm on the fence on this one. It, it smacks of certainly there's some racial overtones to it. But then, you know, different parts of the story come out. There's, you know, this part where, you know, some some sources are saying there's one shot, some there's two. If there's one shot, the the, the claim that it's you're acting in self-defense is going to be significantly better than if there's two. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's a pretty big uh, question mark right now. 855 free. Also, the question of why the police didn't arrest this guy, have yet to. 
uh, arrest Zimmerman. There's an, another article I saw, and I, I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but you had, you had made the presumption, Mark, that the Sanford Police Department should be black because Sanford is mostly black, according yeah, to you. Yeah, it's a presumption. Um, and that may not, whether that's the, the case or not, there's some real strained relationships between the black community in Sanford and the police department, according to what I read, okay. which, of course, isn't a surprise because uh, black cops or no black cops, they're still picking on young black males for uh, the war on drugs. Trayvon right? was uh, tested for drugs, but Zimmerman was not. Interesting. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. More coming up with your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition. Still time for you and your thoughts. Plenty of it, actually. We're here for uh, well over another hour. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Unless you don't get all three hours on your local talk station. If you don't, you could always give them a call during the week, talk to the program director, and thank him or her for adding Free Talk Live to their lineup. And then ask them real nice like to take more of the show because we do this thing seven nights per week. So if you've missed a moment, you can always go and grab archives and tune into our live streams over at freetalklive.com. There's all kinds of different ways to get this show into your ears. Also, I want to invite you to check out the Free State Project. If you love the ideas of liberty, and by liberty I mean you should be free to live your life how you want so long as you don't harm anyone else. But most importantly, you have to allow others to live their lives how they want too. Because if you don't allow others to be free, how can you ever expect to be allowed to be free? So if you get what freedom's all about and you want to do something to achieve it in your lifetime, you got to get together with other people that think like you do. And that's the point of the Free State Project. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue here, uh, we will take your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's go to, I believe we have Alex listening in Indy to WXNT. Alex, go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Um... Just uh, two quick comments. Uh, first off, um, the whole thing with Trayvon Martin and, like, the implications with the shoot-first laws in Florida and Texas, things like that, like, it's really easy for us to say, yeah, if someone comes in my house and I feel threatened, I'm going to blow them away. And it sounds good, but like an earlier caller said, I mean, this is a situation where both parties legitimately felt threatened, and now a kid is dead. And my understanding is the reason everyone wasn't arrested was because of the law that said you can, quote-unquote, see underground in Florida and use deadly force if you deem necessary. But in a case like this, both parties feel threatened. How do we figure out who's right? Yeah, I mean, it seems, then, you know, it's, it seems like a person using a gun, bringing a gun to a fist fight uh, doesn't sound like a, like a legitimate threat to a lot of people. Right, Even if he was right. jumped, I mean, the, the claim is the, the claim is now that Zimmerman I think jumped was means jumped. from behind. Uh, you know that right. Trayvon may have uh, an, uh, you know been well, the, looking the, for a fight too. Well, or no, the the claim from the last caller, Mark, was that uh, Trayvon had uh, kind of gone around this uh, housing complex and was hiding in wait for Zimmerman, and that Zimmerman didn't see it coming. That was the that was the claim. Now it was just from someone claim. calling the show, so you know take that as uh, as what it's worth, right? If that claim is true. Uh, that still, in my opinion, doesn't justify a shooting death. But then again, who right. knows how badly beaten uh, he was He was getting. I don't know. I wasn't there. 
but certainly he initiated some level of uh, aggression, I think, by simply att- attempting to intimidate this uh, this young man. Yeah, absolutely. And then my question was also, like, I mean, what implications do you, have that, do you think that has on a free society? I mean, a free society, let's say everyone's walking around strapped. You're going to have cases like this a lot. Um, if you have a free society with small government, how do you deal with a situation like this other than, well, you shot my kid, so I'm not I'm going to shoot you, et cetera, et cetera? You know, I think it's uh, it, you know it, it brings up a lot of good questions. I don't know how uh, how all these things will be meted out. Uh, I think that you'll probably have justice come down in a faster uh, way when you're dealing with uh, you know arbiters and mediators rather than dealing with uh, the judicial system, whose uh, terrible swift sword seems to seems to swing ever so slowly. Um, well, we know people aren't satisfied with how the justice system's handling this one, right? And so, so I mean, I think that you know, at that circumstance, people would be brought forward. You know, is it right that this individual Zimmerman, uh, you know, killed this? Because uh, the laws. Laws aren't always right, whether it's this stand-your-ground law or not having the stand-your-ground law. Really, I think that each individual case needs to be looked at, and the facts need to be brought out. And, you know, somebody who's paid to make good decisions, and I'm not sure that the judicial system is incentivized towards good decisions currently, um, would, you know, come out with hopefully a solution that would be better for all parties included. That's a great point. And what's important to remember about a a more free society or perhaps a more market-based justice system uh, where the government isn't the only game in town, where there are different arbiters and they're competing for business and in that case, they would be competing on a variety of things. They'd be competing on swiftness. Uh, they would be competing on completeness of investigation. They would be competing on finding the right guy. So, for instance, if they uh, they you know wrongfully convict someone of a murder they didn't con- uh, c- you know, commit, or if they or if they don't convict someone of a murder that's pretty clear that <laughs> they've committed, their reputation's going to be on the line, and they should be held fully commercially liable for the actions their actions or their inactions. So if it's if it's you know if they're contracted with someone to provide protection services, for instance, this was a gated neighborhood, there should be some sort of uh, a service that is likely providing them with a with a security service. They're under a contract and so they should have, you know, video cameras put up around to make sure that they've they're CYA, they're covering their butts. They've got, you know, part of this is because an amateur was in charge of uh, security. Right, no doubt. I mean, if this was a professional security uh, vehicle, it probably would have had a video camera in it uh, operating at all times or, or whatever. And there would, the marketplace would come up with these ways to protect themselves because they wouldn't want to be subject – these security folks wouldn't want to be subject to unwanted lawsuits. So they would invest the money in advance presumably to make sure that they were as covered as possible. Should they get into one of these he said, she said situations, they'd be able to have evidence so we would know what the, the truth was. Might be cameras all up in the community to be able to answer these things. But no. Nobody know, but you know, there's no way to say this is going to be perfect. It's not. Uh, humans are imperfect. There's going to be problems. There's going to be conflicts. There's going to be issues. But I, I trust that in a marketplace where we have uh, open competition, we're going to have better justice than we currently have today with the monopoly system, where if people are upset, all they can really do is protest, and that's what they're doing. Uh, people are protesting the the Trayvon Martin situation, and and you know why they're upset Thoroughly. about. Yeah, but that doesn't usually result in anything changing. I mean, for all the murders that the police have committed over the years, I I, I remember I'm reminded of the Atlanta, Georgia case of Catherine. I forget her last name, but the 92 year old uh, woman, I think she was the this really she gets older every time you mention her ancient old lady that was murdered by the police during a during a drug raid. 
And, you know, you go back into that case. Mistaken uh, drug raid. Right. I mean, she didn't have any drugs. It was just horrible what uh, what they did. People were very, very upset about that. There was a lot of outrage within the community. And that all really came out of it was they created some sort of police uh, citizens advisory panel or oversight board, which, of course, is another toothless uh, paper tiger that can't really do anything. Catherine Johnston. Catherine, thank you. Catherine Johnston. She was 92. Uh, So, yeah, you know, have things gotten better in Atlanta because of uh, that case? I don't think so. Alex? All right. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I, I just like, I was just concerned about that because I was talking to some of my friends about it. And the only solution we came up with was essentially anarchy. But I think you cleared that up for me a little bit. Thanks for the but, call. Here's what I'd recommend you, d- you do if you want to learn more. Uh, you can go to book.freetalklive.com, uh, book.freetalklive.com. And there's a book there called The Market for Liberty. It's downloadable in audiobook form, also PDF form. Yeah, I think I don't know if there's an ebook of it, but it is there and it's free uh, for your can't ebooks read PDFs. I, I, maybe some of them can. I, mean, I don't know. What, Mark. what a crappy had. ebook it would be if it couldn't. You know, what are I these e- e- ebook right readers? That. It would have to be. I mean, the, that's what mo- PDFs have to be. Where most e- ebooks are. You're probably right about that, Mark. But honestly, I've never used an ebook reader, so I, I can't say from personal experience. But it's free, so you can go and download it and read it uh, or listen to it at your uh, at your convenience. And they really get into some good discussion in the market for liberty as to how it is that market-based justice uh, systems could work. And I think there's some real good uh, in-depth discussion there. Thanks, Alex, for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE as we continue here. ICE 2020 is on the line. Listening in North Carolina, ICE, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah. Um, I think they're going about this whole thing the wrong way. First of all, everybody just completely missing the point about the whole discussion, you know, debate and whether it should have been there, shouldn't have been there, this and that. Can't follow a guy around because he's black. Okay, first of all, just, just can't do that. That's just that's just crazy. Um, that being said, I'm equal. To that. I'm equal. I think we are equal. I'm black. I don't have no issue with thinking I'm equal. Therefore, since I am equal, I think that Al Sharpton, the Million Hoodie March, and the Million Hoodie March in New York City is going about the whole thing wrong. What they should do is give every black person they know, because I am black, so I'm talking from a black perspective. Sorry about that if it offends somebody. I think all of us should go and register and buy as many guns as we can, because they lo- the law goes both ways. It just don't it just don't apply to white people. I could be threatened by a black person could be threatened by a white person too, and a white person threatened by a black person. And since the law says you know stand your ground, it goes both ways. Now, if a young man had a gun, the guy should never follow him. But since the guy did take it upon himself to follow him for no other, for no other reason than he thought he was doing something wrong, then the young man could have shot at him and been within, been within his ground. Probably not. He was 17. Um, so he probably would have been disallowed from having a well, handgun. Well, well, okay, let's say, let's say whatever, whatever. Gotcha. You know what I mean, 17. You know, but doesn't you get the point I'm trying to make here. It goes both ways, right? I hear, I hear people, you. Right? I'm with you on that one, Ice. If you want to stick with us here, we yeah. can bring you back I around talk to you about this. after the news. So you're welcome to hang on. 855-450-FREE. And I think he's right. I think Zimmerman is the first one who was in the wrong. Whether or not Trayvon ended up jumping him, as some people are now claiming happened, uh, Zimmerman was in the wrong for just trying, essentially stalking this young man uh, out the gate. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll free line. Hour three's next. In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's 
verbalsurgery.com. That's right, verbalsurgery.com. Get your brain in gear. Get it full speed ahead. Get it going right now, baby, because you are awesome, awesome, awesome. And this podcast, when you listen to it, you will feel better right now. So go to verbalsurgery.com. Get with the program, baby. Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the show. Here with you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. 1 855 450 3733 is the toll free number. It's 855 450 free. And you can join us on the air here. Bring up whatever you want, although we have been focusing mostly on the Trayvon Martin situation out of Florida. For those that are unaware, uh, the situation was. That uh, young 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, uh, approximately six foot three, 150, 160 pounds, was walking in the rain in Florida in a gated neighborhood, and he was, I think, going to uh, a relative's house. On the phone with his girlfriend at the time, noticed someone was following him, and it creeped him out. Uh, she said, "Run." He said that he's not going to run. He was going to walk fast. He attempted to get away from this person that was following him. The person following him was uh, 28-year-old George Zimmerman, who was approximately 250 pounds, a little bit shorter. I think it was 5'9", was what somebody said earlier. Uh, he is uh, interested in Trayvon Martin because he's on the neighborhood watch and is, uh, I guess, the captain or something like that of uh, said neighborhood watch. Uh, you know, he believes that he's doing the right thing, trying to rid the neighborhood of 17-year-old black males wearing hoodies, I guess, because Trayvon certainly hadn't committed any sort of crime. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just simply walking in the neighborhood. And it was uh, Zimmerman's belief that uh, he was trouble and Zimmerman's belief that he was on drugs. I don't know what made him and think that. And he wasn't. That. <laughs> well, they, they drug tested him, That's right? That's correct. Uh, so what made him think that? I have no idea. Just his uh, his paranoid uh, mentality, I, I guess. And so at some point, now the, the allegations were, according to a caller in the last hour, that, that uh, Zimmerman's stories come out. Now, I haven't seen corroboration of this in the news thus far. Last I saw in the news was that Zimmerman had not yet spoken out on this matter. Uh, but the claim is that Zimmerman uh, you know, had gone after Trayvon. Trayvon had managed to elude him around a building and then lay in wait for him when he then jumped him and proceeded to uh, get into a fight in which at some point he was shot. Some allegations say that there were two shots. Some say there were one. It's all kind of up in the air as far as what the actual facts of the case are. Who did what to whom? Well, I don't know, but I know that George Zimmerman shouldn't have done what he did. He shouldn't have continued to stalk this young man. There was no reason for that whatsoever. In fact, when he was on the phone with the police, the police asked him to stop. They asked him to back back off, basically. Look, we'll send an officer down there. You can talk to him at that time. Thanks for the heads up. But no, he continued to, to push on, and that led to whatever altercation ended up happening, which led to George Zimmerman taking this young man's life. And he has not yet been charged or uh, charged with any sort of uh, criminal act as a result of this. So we've been getting your thoughts on the situation and not just the facts of the case, but uh, also, you know, some of the ancillary uh, points. And one of my questions that I asked uh, out the gate was, why is this the case that gets all of the attention? What is it about this one case? My speculation is that George Zimmerman isn't a cop. 
So it's much easier for the media to do its job and investigate the, the, the situation. Whereas with the police, the media never pushes the line. And the police have, have killed and, and hurt all manner of uh, people, black, white, Hispanic, all over the place. And they're very rarely held accountable by the media for they do their it under the color of authority, and uh, it's it's much more difficult to get facts in that case. So we go back to ICE uh, 2020 calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. I wanted to make sure you had enough time to get your thoughts out, ICE. Go ahead. Yeah, Sam, and this is, the, this, and this is why this whole thing is going to pile the cake at some point. Blacks and whites see this matter completely different. What, 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 what whites are doing, they're analyzing the facts, which is fine and great, because you do got to analyze the facts for the case, right? But y'all are trying to find, well, he might have had a reason, but blacks saying, hold up, forget all the nonsense. He shouldn't have been following the boy in the first place, and the guy should have got arrested, because what a black person is saying to himself is, what if I shot a white person? Oh, my goodness, you know what happened. Now, we try to act like race ain't an issue, and this is the kumbaya country we live in, but we all know what really would have happened. You know what I mean? Nobody's saying it, but we do. And then, then we constantly turn on the news, right, and these new facts come out about how he might have attacked the guy, and this might have happened. Blacks said to themselves, hold up, forget all that nonsense. Why was he following the guy in the first place? And this is where the powder keg is going to come. And it's going to hit It's going to hit at some point because a lot of people watch this thing right now because it's a lot of situations where, yeah, blacks commit a lot of black-on-black crime. We all know that. But 90% of the black-on-black crime is drug-related, and it's, and it's like they don't really involve civilians. They, they involve people in the game. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, sure. So, well, by the way, it's not fair real, to say, you know I mean? it's, it's, hold on a second, like Ice, it's, it's not fair to say that blacks say this and whites say that. I'm white, and I say it was wrong for George Zimmerman to be following this young man. I think that he was, stalking, enough, he was stalking him, and I think that you might be right, that maybe it was racially motivated, but I can, uh, you know, it could have been a white kid in that hoodie, too, that might have been tweaking him out as well. But, but this yeah, is what but, I want to... But right the, now, it's a black kid, so let's keep it right, what, what exactly happened, you know what I mean? Sure. Let's. I hear something from what you're saying that I I, I find upsetting, and I'm I'm speaking as a person who has uh, has uh, I, I've assuaged. Uh, excuse me, I've uh, sworn off of race. I don't believe I have one. I've got uh, so many so many different types of blood in me that it does. It's not worth uh, you know me picking one of them and deciding that that's what I am. But. Uh, the you know the problem here is is it, this powder keg that you're talking about. And I understand the frustration. I get it. There's no doubt we are not living in a post-racial America yet. I would like to see that post-racial America, but I don't know if we get there through anger and upset. Well, and that, look, I'm telling you right now, right? People don't want to be angry. People want justice. Yeah, sure. Only time you get listened to is when you're angry. When you try to be nice and friendly and smile, they take you for granted. All you want to see is okay. I'm gonna say you. I'm not gonna put nobody in no box. Sure, what I'm sure. saying is that. What I think, my personal opinion, my way of doing it, I've got their own methods, but I think that instead of blacks marching, blacks should go ahead and buy just as many guns as any other race. But this is, this is the point that I'm trying to make, though, here. I mean, if you want, if you're looking for a race war, then no, why would you pick... You see, that's the point. That's the first thing you want to. That's, that's what it sounds like. To. That's why I'm because asking you. Because, I want to, because you get a gun, and I get a gun, you want to... It's a race war now. No, because you, see, you I said... I know people on my job right now. Listen to me. I know people on my job right now. I live in North Carolina. I know people on my job right now. They got old school buses full of ammunition when President Obama got elected president. Sure. Did I yell race war? Because they was buying all the guns up and buying them in their backyard? No. 
But if a black person want to buy a gun, all of a sudden y'all yelling racial. We are talking about a racially charged issue. Where is the fairness in that, though? I think Ice is making a good point, Mark. I don't. You didn't answer answer his question, Mark. He asked you, why is it a race war all of a sudden when he's advocating black people buy guns, whereas when other people were buying guns when Obama was elected? Why is it a race war now? Well, he was also saying that black people shouldn't shouldn't be protesting, but that they should arm up. I think a man needs to be able to protect himself. No doubt about it. I'm with you. It's equal, right? It's equal. Well, I, right. I believe it's equal. We are equal, right? I, so we, I should be able to get just as many guns as you, right? I think you should be able to get just as many guns. As, actually, I'm a felon. If no you get as many guns as ice, I'm a felon. If you are only able to get as many guns as me, you're not able to get any guns. So, um, well, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I got gotcha. you. What word. I'm saying here is this is a time for level heads, and this is a time. Well, for, when Obama got elected, it was a time for level heads. But nobody said about race wars when he got when they was buying guns. All of a sudden now, if this young man get killed, and I'm advocating blacks defend themselves, you scared of black liberation or some nonsense like that. Uh, you know, I'm just saying that. Republicans... Bought guns when Clinton. Republicans bought guns when Clinton got in office too. No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that when Obama. I was. I was around down here. It wasn't. It wasn't the same. No way was it the Republicans same. are always no, no, scared of, uh, you know, of Democrats taking away their guns. Well, it's a great way to sell guns and ammunition. Well, these folks went ballistic down here when he became president. Well, I can't that? speak to what went on in North Carolina. I, I frankly oh, can't. But wait, so you okay. would agree, though, Mark, that uh, ICE and anyone else wants to arm up if that makes them feel better. They should That's be able right. to do that, right? I, yes, but right. I, you know, I've heard right. too many times in my life people talking about race wars, and they scare the the bejesus hey, out of me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what I was hearing. That's the problem with this country. Ice, thanks for the call, man. I I appreciate your thoughts tonight, and I appreciate you calling in and going head-to-head with uh, this guy here. (laughs) Thanks for the call. No problem. 855-450-FREE. He's right. You brought it up. He didn't. He just said arm up. That's what I was. uh, Just arm up. What do people do that arm up? Well, I don't agree with necessarily. I don't agree with violence. I think people should be peaceful, but I understand if people are scared, that makes sense that they want to protect themselves. I'm with you. I think a man needs to be able to start a war. He didn't say go out and shoot people. I, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, and it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. What is SACL CAI? SACL's a company that uh, handles accounts receivable for other businesses. You, whatever your business is, you probably didn't get into it to, to have the joyful task of doing accounts receivables and collections. SACL CAI can do it for you. They they handle accounts receivable. They do collections. They do early outbilling. They purchase charged-off receivables. Everything in the area of accounts receivable, they do. 
do. Their staff is respectful. They record every call they make so that you can listen back and make sure that your customers are being treated in the way you wish. Um, And they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. All right, we continue here, 855-450-FREE, with your calls and your thoughts. Uh, we go to Nikki, listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Nikki, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Oh, well, thank you there. Guess what? You're not on in Huntsville right now. They switched off to a different show, but I'm glad to be on. All right, go ahead, sir. <laughs> okay, I just want to say back 19, everybody's talking this, and, you know, it's like being an armchair detective or something like that. Well, 1973. When I was walking home from a warehouse after 14 hours, hard work, I got jumped. First, there was one guy. He came out and tried the old, hey, man, you got a light? Well, I know that trick. So while I'm occupied with him, I turn to face him. Then another one comes out, and, he, and the other one comes out from between the house. He swings at me. So I blocked that one, and this guy behind me hits me over the head with a liquor bottle. That was supposed to take me down, but it didn't. So I turn around and whack that dude. And while I'm fighting into. Four more comes out, put me down on the ground, start kicking. I won't repeat what they said. It's not important. But they so walked there's like away seven people? A, uh, huh? There's like seven people? Well, there's, there's six of them and one of me. Well, they're going to, there's not, there's not six ways to split whatever's in a wallet six ways. It's not going to go very far. Well, there was only, only six pennies and an old Tennessee drives by no wallet. So. Mm. So, but I come up with a concussion, picking glass out of my head for two weeks. I had uh, three cracked ribs, but when I got up, I was so furious like that. I disappeared in these trees. I picked me up a piece of pipe and everything. I just waited to see if they wanted to come after me, man. So I was going to go after these dudes one by one. I was going to win this time, man. But uh, no, they didn't. I guess they were too smart for that. So I report the whole incident to the police. Then the cop t- calls me a liar and says, there is no way you could identify any of your attackers after 9 o'clock at night on a uh, dark at night like that, street light and everything, you know. Mm. Well, needless to say, I, I lost my job over that whole thing, too. The highest paying job I ever had, $300 a week warehouse work, man. What? Now, why'd you so lose your was, job? Well, because it was in the wrong part of town, and the boss man and everything like that, he's from the same part of the country I'm from. Even though I'm in the South, I'm from Detroit, old Detroit boy, and he knew what I'd do on something like that, so I lost my job. And these other guys, of course, uh, you know, they didn't get anything except that right there, man. You know, so but everybody that doesn't else, answer they, my question. Why did uh, you lose the job? Because, like, say the guy, the boss man there, this this was in a certain section of Jacksonville, and he figured that since the police didn't do anything, that I would, so I'd catch up with these guys. And he was afraid of retaliation. I see. So that's all. I never got my job back. Man, gotcha. You know, so. And and you said you would have retaliated, right? I mean, that's what you were you were interested in. Yeah, but not at the so warehouse. Right. I was just gonna I was gonna go looking for the the bad guys and all like that, and just go through the night and everything and find them. Then I was going to take them down one by one. Man, you so know, you so. were going to retaliate. So your boss like was Charles right to Bronson. fire you. Thanks for the call, Nikki. Eight five five four fifty free. I don't want somebody, some you know, crazed like you said, Charles Bronson death wish guy working for me. That's a liability. I see that point, but I can see why somebody would be upset at that uh, circumstance at the I same time. I can see why, too, but I can tell you, you know, that uh, for the times that I've gotten into uh, to fights, and I don't like, I'm not a fighter, I don't like it at all, but the times uh, that I've gotten into those, I, I, I did not want to get revenge after that fact. It just would have made things worse. It would have continued the cycle of violence. Mm-hmm. 
That it does. I mean, you know, that's uh, it. it Violent situations bring on more violence. They create feuds and you know, well, well it, it they, they f- tend to, but you can stop it. You can be the one who stops it. So Nikki there could have, and I don't know what he ended up doing. I don't really care to find out the rest of his story. <laughs> but if you are harboring violent, angry thoughts, you're the one who can stop thinking those things rather than getting into this rut of, of planning what you're going to do, who you're going to go after, how you're going to get them. How about you just focus on making your life better, maybe being more cautious next time, maybe take some self-defense courses. Yeah. The revenge isn't going to make your life better. No. It's not. No, I mean, it, you you could get killed in the process of uh, trying to take revenge, or you end up having dead bodies on your hands. Or that's people what's so shocking to... about this Trayvon Martin situation is the Trayvon was, Trayvon Martin. Excuse me, it was going to uh, he was just going to the store and getting some skittles. So he didn't feel, he wasn't he wasn't really doing anything to elicit this response, from what we can tell, except for being teenage black and wearing a hoodie. Hell yeah. yeah, I guess. Let's continue, and uh, we go to Mike, listening in Florida to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. I'm about an hour away, and I, I get the same local news as uh, Sanford. Okay. Uh, a couple of things that the national news are not advertising that they are talking about here in Orlando uh, is very uh, – the number one thing is Mr. Zimmerman, not white. He's Hispanic. Peruvian, half Peruvian. Yeah, uh, so uh, it's not a it's not a white on black crime, yet uh, Jesse Freemail Jackson and uh, this Al not so sharp Sharpton jumping right on the bandwagon here to call it a racial thing. Yeah, okay. I, th- I wonder how many people uh, you know that uh, that that I wonder how many people think that when Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton get into a situation that they make it worse, not better. Oh, they definitely are, and 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 the local and and the me- the national media. Is not making it any better. Okay, the picture that they're showing of Trayvon Martin—that's when he was a 12-year-old kid. He is not 16 in that picture. There is a 16-year-old picture on the Fox Orlando News website, and he looks completely different. He doesn't look like that bright-eyed, happy kid that he was at 12 years old. So what I see, he's 16. Okay, I've seen a few different pictures. if you've seen the picture of him in the okay. red shirt, it's so, the one they're using now. Let's not convict anybody based on the fact that no, they're no, no. 16. I, 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 and I'm not. And I'm not. I, and and what, I, what, I, what I see is I see a lot of people jumping to conclusions. Now, the, the Fox website also has the police report on their website. There are seven different witnesses. And here in Orlando, one has come out, and he said that he saw Trayvon on top of Mr. Zimmerman beating his head into the ground. And he heard a shot, and then the the young gentleman in the gray sweater was on the ground, and the red gentleman who was yelling for help, and nobody seemed to come out and help him, was standing up. Um, Mr. Zimmerman has a broken nose, and he needed stitches in the back of his head from when Trayvon apparently was beating his head into the ground. So, I mean, I have a feeling that we're all overreacting on this, and we're going to see more coming out as this trial goes on. And that's exactly why we have a grand jury. Have they released but, the uh, the audio for the 9-11, uh, the 911 uh, tapes? They, they have. They have. And, and a lot of people are saying that it sounds like two shots, but it's actually because where the shot occurred, and, and again, this is Orlando News, they went to the actual site. It was an echo because it was in the middle of these buildings where 11 
robberies were in the last year. Wow, some gated community. Thanks for the call, Mike. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. And I'm brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. You can also join us on our website. If you have a smartphone, you can get quick access to our live streams and podcast over at m.freetalklive.com. M as in mobile. Freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. It's a new currency for the Internet. It's WeUseCoins.org. Now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Buy your Bitcoins with cash. Visit BitInstant.com bitinstant.com. We continue here with your calls and your thoughts about what you want. Gil is on the line listening to Charleston's WSC-FM. Gil, what's on your mind tonight? Hi. Uh, first of all, the, uh, the uh, story out of Orlando. It's a tragedy on both sides. I mean, we got a young man who's left us. We've got a, a man whose life will never be the same. Mark goes out to both families. Um... But the topic I'd like to bring up is uh, we've got two candidates left on the Republican side. What? That um, I said, I'd like to change topics. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. But you said yeah. two candidates? <laughs> yeah, we have two candidates basically left the, left on the Republican side, Santorum and, and Romney. That's weird. I thought that uh, Ron Paul was still in the race. Uh, I mean, are you, is... okay, okay, we'll go with that theory. I'd say we have two that has a shot. Of getting the electoral or getting the uh, getting the uh, delegates to be able to win the nomination. Well, yeah, at this point, I mean, I'm not willing did to you disagree I'm, with that. Yeah, I do actually. I'm not willing to make the call at this point. Each of them have their own strategies, and I understand the Ron Paul campaign has a strategy that uh, has to do with uh, obtaining delegates. Most of these uh, these caucuses are really just straw polls, and they have no force of uh, law or anything like that. They don't bind the delegates. They're unbound. So these uh, races that have been won, in a lot of cases, are no win at all. So you're saying that there's still a chance for Ron Paul to, to win the nomination? I think if you, if you want my uh, opinion as to what's going to happen, I think that the you know the, one of these campaigns is going to have to get together with another one of these campaigns in order to have some kind of shot, that there's going to have to be some kind of confederacy. Well, Ron Paul, uh, just I saw his interview on The Tonight Show. Did Mark, Mark, did you catch that, by the way, this I week? I didn't see it. He was back on The Tonight Show with, uh, with Jay Leno, and the issue of, I think, delegates came up, and Ron Paul pointed out that after the second, um, I guess after the first vote in the convention, if it's a brokered convention, 
then they no longer are required to vote for who they walked in being required to vote for. So, Mark, what you're saying is that some some of these delegates from the get-go aren't required to vote for anybody. They could, in theory, vote for Ron Paul. And the Ron Paul folks have been working very hard to get as many people into the delegate conventions as possible or whatever they're called, but to get them selected as delegates to national as much as possible. So there's a real big question mark as to how many people are going to be at this national convention in August that are going to be on Ron Paul's side. And another question mark is if it is a... uh, if it is a brokered, brokered convention, convention on the second vote, how many people are going to change their vote and vote for Ron Paul? I mean, I'm not going to put money on it, but it's certainly a, it's, it's certainly a question mark, I would say, at this point. Okay, so I'll accept your premise. So we'll put three, but we're going to take uh, Newt out of the picture at this point. Okay. We'll leave it at, at Newt or at uh, uh, Santorum, Romney, and Ron Paul. Do you think that there is an electoral uh, uh, advantage to any one of the three. And we have to it's assume that uh, uh, Rubio or Christie are the front runners as the VP. Do you think that there's an electoral advantage to one of the three? I think that the electoral advantage is probably lies with Ron Paul in a general election. I mean, if you take a look that uh, Ron Paul tends to do pretty well against Barack Obama and tends in some cases has done better than uh, than Romney uh, against Barack Obama in polls that have been had up to this point because Ron Paul can out uh, because he draws from so many different areas. All the Republicans going to fall in line. I mean, they're going to go vote. Republicans vote. They get to the polls, rain, sleet, or snow, and they're going to vote for the Republican because that's just what they're going to do. They're not going to vote for Obama in a case of, um, you know, a Paul Obama situation. Whereas, uh, you know, Romney or Santorum, plenty of the Paul people are going to stay home or they're going to vote for the libertarian candidate or the Constitution candidate because they're so upset with what the 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 crap that the uh, Republicans have foisted off us um, on us for so many years, and. I think that uh, you know by by a, a good margin, Ron Paul is the best choice. Well, and also Ron Paul can uh, draw Democrat votes too because right, he's anti-war, and there were a lot of people that voted for Barack Obama believing that he was going to end the war uh, or end the uh, you know the wars in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, and he didn't. And uh, the people that are paying attention, like, for instance, Glenn Greenwald and the folks that read his articles are pretty upset with uh, with Barack Obama. And I don't think they're going to give him a second chance if he's up against someone like Ron Paul. They you know, they may have to hold their nose uh, and vote for him, but they there's a good chance they're going to switch over, yep. whereas so they're not going to get excited Paul about Rick all Santorum. The, all, Ron Paul gets all the Republicans, some of the independents and some of the Democrats. What Republican can say that? So, OK. Yeah, here's here's uh, I think there's a hitch to your to your to your uh, hypothesis. You you have to hope that the anti-Obama is so strong, which I believe it is, that that is the motivating factor to get out for for Ron Paul, because it's obvious that the Republican base is not voting for him because he's not winning anything. Well, yeah, the Republican I mean, base—the Republican base—is killed crazy. I mean, they—they uh, they are a, a pro-empire uh, party, um, and you know, frankly, I they, totally agree. 
So I totally know, agree. I know that's going to be difficult for Ron Paul to win the primary. You asked me how who I thought was the best, uh, most electable, or um, you know, elect, electoral in the, um, in the general. And I think that Ron Paul, you know, is going to win and would win by a landslide in the general. It's getting through the Republicans that is going to be the biggest problem for him. Gil, thanks for the call and the thoughts, man. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to Adam, listening in Northern Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey guys. Hey Adam. Yeah, I want to go back on the Trayvon Martin thing. Uh, I think no matter what the facts are, I mean, you're hearing all these eyewitness accounts kind of makes you question what really happened. But no matter what, kind of going along with what Ian was saying is like, uh, where's the report with the the deaths of the shootings of police? And you have, or I mean, shootings from the police. And uh, you have like Sharpton weighing in and Obama weighing in saying, Trayvon, could be my son and that he put it very nicely but i think it's really sad that people are forgetting that barack obama is a warmonger and they um he's killed killed a lot of he's responsible for the deaths of a lot of people that could be a lot of people's sons absolutely and daughters certainly and certainly i just think it's very sad that i mean if it's not on our front lawn no one pays attention and that's really all I wanted to add. A great point, Adam, and I thank you for uh, for making it, sticking with us uh, to make it. Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you're going to kill, you need to kill under the color of law. There you go. Brandon, uh, listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. How's it going? Hey, Brandon, it's great. We're having a radio show. Go ahead with your thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely capital, uh, sir. I just wanted to talk about what's going on down in Florida. Yes, sir. Uh, I know you guys were saying that... Uh, What's his, what's his name, Zimmerman? That's right. Was following the young man down the street. And I know that if I'm going to be walking down the street and I notice a guy following me and I start walking a little faster, the guy starts walking a little faster behind me, and I get, <clears throat> excuse me, I get around the corner, you know, I'm going to take every advantage I can to be whooping up on this guy. You know what I mean? That guy was clearly in pursuit of uh, Tra- uh, Trayvon Martin. Right. Well, now, right. if I'm going to be a 17 year old kid running from a bigger guy, you know, I'm and I get around the corner, oh, I'm going to be, you know, laying down on as hard as I can. Well, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think that's justified. I mean, just because someone's following you doesn't mean it's okay to go ahead and whoop them. I mean, the, he hasn't actually attacked you yet. So I think that Zimmerman was wrong in following him in the first place because things like that can happen by you creeping somebody out. That's a reasonable oh, yeah. thing to, to it's a reasonable position to come from. And Brandon, if you had more, you're welcome to stick with us here. Eight five five four fifty free. But if Trayvon did jump him at that point, then he was aggressing as well. It's tough. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but still enough time for you and your thoughts. If you dial in now at 855-450-FREE, we'll be able to sneak in here. 1-855-450-3733. If you don't get in tonight, can't get to your phone in time, you still have something you want to say, we do it seven nights per week. That we do. Yeah, even if you don't have a seven nights a week on your local talk radio station, you can still, of course, tune in over at freetalklive.com. And Mark, you host the Sunday night show, so... Uh, plenty of folks can uh, comment tomorrow night if they would like on this or any other matter. 855-450-FREE. Uh, Trayvon Martin been the uh, general topic tonight here, but of course it is Free Talk Live, and that means we're open phones, so you can bring up whatever you want. Also, on the table uh, brought up by callers include the election and uh, what's you know what's happening there 
what the predictions are for the future. And of course, I'm not much on making election predictions. And I, I'm glad. To, I'm just glad that Ron Paul's going to stick with it. I mean, I really, I don't really care whether he. I mean, it'd be nice if he won, but uh, if he wins or not is a non-issue to me. What matters is whether or not people are paying attention to him, and uh, if people are listening to Ron Paul, then they're hearing really important ideas. And it's all about the ideas for me. That's why I've been supporting his campaign. Because he's been doing a great job at getting those out there. And in fact, wasn't there supposed to be another debate? Did, did we pass? Did they cancel yet another one? I don't know. I thought they were going to have There's one. There's so recently. many of them. I mean, well, Yeah, but they slowed all, down a lot recently. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm still all debated out. <laughs> right. I've, well, heard, I've heard these people say what they're going to say plenty. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, Mark. But I, uh, I don't get tired of the uh, the Ron Paul stuff. It, that, that doesn't bug me at all. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, it looks like they did cancel the March 19th debate. So I think that's it. They don't actually have any other uh, debates scheduled at this point. Yeah, who needs discourse, right? I say the more we can get Ron Paul on television, the better. All right, we continue here with uh, you and your thoughts, and we go to R.H. calling from Charleston's WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, R.H. <laughs> right on. Oh, right on with you, man. What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> Groovy. Yeah, I'm in Charleston, and I'm not in uh, West Virginia. Are but, you in Charleston, um... South Carolina? Yeah, uh, the guy wanted to know where I hail from, but uh, I didn't know the name of my station. I just knew the number, 94.3. Gotcha. Well, then, yeah. Did you tell him it was South Carolina? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you did. Yeah, you probably didn't. But because we have two Charlestons. There's more than one Charleston out there. And uh, so apologize for the uh, the confusion. You're listening to WSC-FM in Charleston, South Carolina. So go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, um... I like that kid Trevon Marker. It's too bad he had to uh, call that guy out the way he did, or maybe he didn't call him out. But I have no idea what you're talking about. What Trevon Marker, the kid that got killed, he seemed like all right. He was probably uh, if he was in high school and he played football and he was 17. You didn't want to put up with any shit. Oh, we can't let you say that on the radio. You've got to get off the phones now. Goodbye. Yeah, not really the best call in the world. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. Let's continue. Alan, listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hello, Alan. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, super. I'm going to talk a little about Trayvon. Please. And I hear all these people talking about, well, you know, uh, he jumped him or whatever. If the kid figured somebody was following him, he was probably scared. Sure. Yeah, and, and Florida I, has a stand-your-ground law, right? Huh? And Florida has a stand-your-ground law, so you're allowed to use force yeah, to defend yourself what? if you feel threatened. I live in Florida. I had a guy to pull a gun on me in my yard. Yeah. But I didn't shoot and kill him. Right. And people need to realize that that boy had just as much right to defend himself as Zimmerman did. But I think Zimmerman you're right. If he was defending himself. when he pursued it. And people don't say, people ain't saying that, well, hey, Zimmerman hunted him down. And if someone is stalking you, you don't know what to do because you don't know what he got. That boy had no idea that Zimmerman had a gun. No idea. Because somewhere in there. Or not. Yeah. Somewhere in there you heard. The 911 calls, and you also heard the calls from the lady that was calling the, the police that somebody was in her backyard, and you heard somebody screaming. Because if he knew that Zimmerman had a gun, 
do you think that he would have attacked him? Probably not. Seems It seems unlikely. I mean, that's common sense. Alan, and thanks for sharing that. Any other thoughts? That, that's it. I appreciate that's hearing it. from you tonight. Thanks for making the Thanks call. Thanks for the call. As we continue here, uh, we go to Tom, listening in northern Minnesota to WNMT. Hello, Tom. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi there. Hey, go ahead uh, with your thoughts. The, the only thought that I have uh, listening to the radio on my paper was that um, the, the just the number of guns and, and the, the violence in society is just unbelievable. And, uh, everybody around here, you know, like they hunt and stuff, but the number of people and the number of handguns that are around, and um, I was reading some statistics that says like 70, 80% of, of the violence involved with guns and people um, shooting other family members or Something like that, you know. So, yeah, you know, a gun has a very good chance of harming you or your family. Um, there's no doubt about it. And well, the gun won't do it on its own. But right. uh, yes, if you have a gun around, obviously there's there are higher chances. But in addition, there are plenty of examples of people defending themselves sure. and other innocent people with firearms. So, like any but, sort of technology or any kind of tool, it can be used but, for good. It can be used for bad, right? Well, granted, but the the, the number of cases of um, well, the number there was just in the news in the last few days about children shooting uh, siblings or kids. It's, that one kid in school was killed by a kid who brought his parents' gun. You know, so the people have to be more responsible with their with their. Arms I agree with you, and but even if, even with the right, I wonder with, whether the responsibility comes from kids not being taught to live with guns. My na- next door neighbor, he's an older gentleman. He said he used to bring his gun to school because he had to shoot his food on the way to school. Can you imagine schools today where kids uh, racked their uh, their rifles uh, when they came into class? Uh, you know, it's just it's just a, a fact. You know, a situation that just it's out of hand and. Well, and I don't know what else you can really do about it. Guns aren't going to go away. Right. You can't get rid of all the guns. You can only get rid of your guns. So, <laughs> so people being better educated and better trained with them is a good thing. But on the other hand, there are still, you know, studies have been done. Thanks, by the way, Tom, for the call. Uh, there, I was reading an article at Huffington Post about studies that show that when you're carrying a gun, you're more likely to think someone else is. You're more likely to be paranoid about that. Hmm. And so maybe that's one of the factors that played into George Zimmerman and what he was doing in this case. He he had a gun, so he had made a comment to the, the police uh, person that he was on the phone with that, the, that Trayvon had his hand in his waistband. And so maybe he was thinking that Trayvon was packing, too, and, uh, and maybe that made him more likely. But to, another statistic is places where there are more guns, there's less safer. crime. There's the other. There's safer places to be. Right. It's a very tricky situation. I don't really like the idea of carrying weapons. I just like, you know, but then again, I support the idea of people doing it if that's what makes them feel safe, if that's what they feel is right. There's the old saying that, uh, you know, I mean, you you don't like guns? Just put a sign in your yard that says gun-free home. Oh, mine is not a gun-free home. I can can tell you that. But I can also tell you that there's been a time when I've carried a firearm and I've been grateful. Uh, A friend of mine got robbed and I was very nearby at the time when that happened nearby enough to where i could have done something about it but i didn't and thank goodness i didn't because i don't want to have a dead body on my hands right i mean how god what i could have been i could have gone to prison i've never been in an instance where a gun would have 
would have would have been a better would have resulted in something better exactly so when you're in a situation and you do have that gun and, and then you're getting into something you can't avoid like in my case i could avoid it and i did but when you're in a situation like with the trayvon case and you can't avoid it, you're already in an altercation then all of a sudden it gives one person the ability to really step up the uh, the level of violence in that situation which i think was was probably not necessary but then again i wasn't there so i don't know for sure let's continue here it's it's there's no easy answers to this no nope. none at all let's talk to jerry listening uh, hopefully in charleston west virginia jerry hi guys uh, i actually called about a different subject but since you're talking about guns uh, last summer there were three thugs that tried to attack me, and they came towards me in a menacing way, and I just lifted my shirt, showed them my pistol, and they immediately backed off. Two weeks later, they attacked a, another man, and the man will be in a wheelchair mm. and brain damage for the rest of his life. Jeez. And that happened right here in Charleston, so it's in the news if you want to check that out. But that's not why I called. I called, uh, and, and we may have to pick this up at some other day. I think we might, because let me tell you, you've got 20 seconds, so go. <laughs> uh, there's no way that I could tell you this in 20 seconds, but you're going to love it when I do tell you about it. That's a good teaser, Jerry, <laughs> I have to say. So here's what I'd like to suggest to you. Obviously, you're in Charleston. You only get us certain times during the week in there, but you do have us on the weekdays. If you want to wait till we're on the air again, you're welcome to do that. Or you can just call in tomorrow night and talk to Mark and Stephanie. They'll be here 7 to 10 Eastern time as We'll be on always. other radio stations. Yeah, over at uh, freetalklive.com. So, Jerry, thanks for the call. Thanks to everybody okay, else. Okay, bye-bye. Di- yep, thanks to everybody else that dialed in tonight. If you didn't get on, as we say, we're doing this thing seven nights a week. So join us over at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. Call it democracy. Raja Mojo. Everybody knows the game is rich. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com.